Well, that's the wrong damn intro. Who the hell's running this program? Uh, send hate mail to Steel Dad. Yeah, send hate mail to Steel Dad. Everybody else does. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It's the SCB Steelers Podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And um, uh, just to my family down there, uh, you know, hey, the, 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 fine, the fine dolphins, they gave it a, they, they gave it a good effort there. Uh, against the Buffalo Bills, uh, and uh, it's nothing to be ashamed of. But uh, you're now like us and have nothing to play for. Um, in any case, welcome everybody that's in on the live show. Welcome everybody that will be tuning in later to either watch or listen in on your audio of choice. Um, I, I My understanding is that we're not going to have Ben tonight. Uh, apparently, he is prepping for a vacation uh, a very, very well deserved vacation. He he puts in a lot of time and energy, and uh, he 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 said he wasn't going to be here. Do not be surprised if he pops in because chances are what he's going to do is he'll he'll start watching. He'll get pissed off by something that somebody says, and he'll have to yes, he'll have <laughs> to get his two cents in. Um, so if he really doesn't show, then more power to him. But I, that's just a gut feeling. Um, so look, we're, we'll we'll get to Matt Canada here in a second. Uh, we know that's the big topic of conversation already this week, uh, and and obviously uh, we'll we'll cover that. But but also uh, we we want to start diving into our free agent stuff too because the Steelers have a lot of free agents. There's a lot of guys that um, you know probably worthy of coming back if they can get the right deals. Um, some guys that. So long, you're you're never going to uh, uh, play in the black and gold again. All that kind of stuff, and um, yeah, so we're going to tackle all, all that stuff tonight. And uh, welcome again, everybody. And holy shit, Mr. Holman himself, the Hall of Famer, is here, and he is drinking Cheers, a, a little bit of the Bradshaw Rye. I love it. I haven't tried it yet. I've uh, Got my I got my original right here, but but I don't have the rye yet. So damn it all, I'm gonna have to try that. Uh, it has a white I, label. What's that? The rye has a white label. The regular has yeah, a, a black yeah. label. It's, yeah, it's 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 a really nice looking uh, bottle for sure. I uh, by the way tonight I have gone uh, with a little bit of uh, Woodford Reserve. Ooh, nice. uh, the official bourbon of the Kentucky Derby. That, that's right. I, it's not a mint julep, but uh, nevertheless. <laughs> I'm uh, going with that tonight, and then I've, I've got a couple of uh, two-hearted Bell's two-hearted experimental ales in the back uh, waiting for me. So, cheers, everyone. Okay, well, look, we set it on I this have, program. Uh, since, since we're talking about what we're drinking, yeah, I'm I have sorry. This, Go uh, ahead, guys. What do you guys uh, got? Uh, this Cooper's Craft. I got a little bit left in the bottle. It was pretty good. Okay, yeah, and I'm sure solid. that'll be by the end of this episode yeah pretty much uh, yeah and they they age it in like multiple different beach and birch barrels so it has a couple different woody flavors to it so it's pretty love good it. yeah. that's great you said woody, woody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's the 13 year old us uh scarps what are you drinking man uh as you uh I have vodka to start, and then I have a bottle of Pinot Grigio as you can see I took the Canada news well so um <laughs> I was supposed to do dry January too, but yeah. it's now become damp January or so whatever the kids shit. call it. So much for that. Uh, look, I think we... uh, Big Ben's burner had some thoughts on vodka drinks earlier this week on Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he, he was that. a little critical, but I appreciate, I respect that. That's, that's okay. I mean, we all have our thing. Um, 
Okay, we've been saying it for weeks on this program that uh, we thought Matt Canada was coming back, and a lot of people didn't want to believe it. I don't think we wanted to believe it, but it is going to happen. Matt Canada is going to be back. It'll be his third season as the offensive coordinator. He, he had, of course, the, the one year with Ben Roethlisberger and, and then the, the rookie season of Kenny Pickett. And, um, you know, after uh, a couple weeks, uh, the Steelers have made that decision, and and here we are. So, Scarps, I'm going to give you credit because you were really the first one that, that said he's coming back. Um, so are you wishing you wouldn't have said that now? Boy, do I hate myself even more than I usually do. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to I, I just want to get something off my chest. All right. And to the listeners out there. OK, and I'm talking to you and I'm talking to Steelers Nation on Twitter that thinks I'm a hater or that I'm negative or I'm just some bitter ex-employee. OK, listen, I lived it. I breathed in it. And you know what? Part of me died in it. OK, I was a fan long before I started working there. I'm going to be a fan long after. And even when I worked there and before and after, I have never just accepted things, right? I criticize the team. I ask the questions because not everything you see and hear is true, right? And as someone that um, has seen this team be bad and good, right, Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen both sides of it. I've seen both sides of the coin. Now, that being said, so some people think I'm negative or whatever. Even the biggest optimist in the world. How do you look at yourself in the mirror and say, Matt Canada is the guy for the job? You see, I've slithered with the snakes. I've soared with the eagle. Man. Yeah. Sorry, I took it a little too far. I felt like I was cutting a WWE promo. And that was- <laughs> and Randy Savage. My well, being is that I knew many weeks ago when I said it on the show that he was coming back because that is the Steelers. That's the Steelers that they've become. Mm-hmm. That's not the Steelers that I know, and that is concerning to me. Well, what, what I what I didn't want them to do is what they did, but I knew they were going to do it all along because that's who they've become. You follow me? You dig it? Well, for for a moment, I thought you were going to go into your like Stuart Smalley and kind of turn and face I'm the good, camera. And, good know, enough. I'm, I'm smart enough. enough I'm smart. Yeah. People like me, <laughs> you know, because I think Cannon is probably going to have to do that at some point this this coming season. But um, Ian, we're, we're yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm speechless. <laughs> speechless. You know, and, and I've been saying for weeks now on this show that I thought you know. Kenny Pickett's opinion of Canada was going to carry some weight. And then Pickett came out this week on Cam Hayward's podcast and was pretty supportive of Canada. And I didn't actually realize that their relationship went all the way back to when Pickett was recruited at Pitt. Um, And, you know, so after that happened, I was kind of like, yeah, shit, they're probably going to keep them. And then, you know, it's like, oh, Tampa's going to fire Byron Leftwich. Maybe there's some interest there. And it's like, how good does Tampa's offense look? Although Tampa's wide receivers could actually catch the ball. I don't know. Tampa just looked like, well, A, they looked like Tom Brady's deal with the devil finally expired because he broke up with his 
uh, or you know, his his wife divorced him, who was engaged in witchcraft. But we won't even go there. You know, they looked like a team that hadn't even practiced all season. You so. ever go down the rabbit hole, man? <laughs> all right, then that's a terrible macho man. I got to think of a better voice. But that yes, was like borderline John Gruden right there. That was. Uh... I tell you what, man. You ever sit on YouTube for like two hours at a time, man? Especially late at night, you see some weird stuff. I know. I know. <laughs> the, Sorry, the, go ahead. <laughs> the broader point, too, though, is that of the, you know, I talked last week about how the the last eight Super Bowl champions had all finished in the top eight in the league in scoring offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, hmm, I wonder how, you know, points per game correlates with offensive coordinators. Lo and behold. <laughs> of the teams that were in the bottom half of the league this year in scoring mm-hmm. offense, uh, let's see, only five of them, so five out of 16, really four out of 16, are retaining their current offensive coordinators. I'll put it that way. So just, um, to, just to reiterate, four of the bottom 16 teams, and in, in you're, you're saying in scoring offense? Yes, in okay. points per game. Are retaining their offensive coordinators. Yeah. Um, New England's in the bottom and they are hiring a permanent offensive coordinator because they really had none last year. So that was kind of the caveat between four and five. Um, Cleveland is supposedly keeping theirs. New Orleans is keeping theirs. And then in the bottom 10 in the league, only two teams are keeping theirs. One of them is Chicago, who was. 23rd in the league so you know 10th from the bottom wow once you get to ninth from the bottom and down the only one keeping their offensive coordinator is us washington fired theirs tampa fired theirs uh the rams fired theirs tennessee fired theirs the jets fired theirs houston fired their head coach after the season so i'm assuming whoever comes is gonna bring a whole new staff and the bottom two, Indy and Denver, fired their head coach during the season. So I'm assuming whatever head coach gets hired is going to bring in a whole new staff there as well. So of the bottom nine in the league in scoring offense, we're the only one that's going to keep their offensive coordinator from last year to this year. So it's frustrating, and it's not the trend league-wide. Offensive coordinator is a position that always sees high turnover because if you're successful, some team's going to try and poach you to be their next head yeah. coach. But nevertheless. Uh, sticking with Canada for a third season after we averaged 20 points a game last year and 18 points a game this year is just insane. Maybe it was 21 and 19, whatever it was. Yeah. We were at the bottom of the league both years, and it's just crazy. I mean, I don't know. There, there's got to be something more than this high school offense that we can put out there on the field. The the uh, burner asks a really good question. Do, do we, does he think we? Um... Does he think the Steelers, I'm sorry, did their due diligence or were they bringing him back no matter what? My, my, I, I think they were leaning heavily towards bringing him back. I think there was an element of we need to see something in the second half of the season, and I think they saw enough. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I would lean towards they were planning to bring him back. Uh, I, I get the feeling Mike Tomlin believes – we're going to upgrade the offensive line a little bit. We're going to maybe add a receiver or two here. We still don't know what Calvin Austin – I mean, we have no idea what he's going to be, none, um, in, in another year of, of Kenny Pickett and hopefully a healthy Najee Harris and to start the season out. I, I think that's what he's banking on. So, yeah, I think for the most part they were planning to bring him back. Um 
plus don't forget he's under contract for another year and so, that's a huge part you know so, so maybe maybe the owner's a little cheap and doesn't like to pay people not to do a job you know, and you know yeah but they pay players to go away Joe Schobert, they they're still paying him. Yeah, like uh, there's a there's there, there's plenty of other guys that they've they've paid players. They go, I'm pretty like I'm, they, I'm sure Roethlisberger's still making money somehow. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but my my so and, and here's here's and I talked about I said look in the mirror earlier and I and 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 I say that because for once for once I posted on Twitter and most people agreed with me, which is good. Um, but there were still the naysayers that somehow believe that okay when we've talked about this on the show and ben yeah. who's not ben who's not even joining us because he's too cool for us anymore Very um cool. but we talked about it on the show that basically you got to score 27 points a game to really contend in this league okay the steelers averaged 18.1 per game this season so they got to score another 9 points okay now when I when I posted that on Twitter, I said, where are those nine points coming from? And right away, right away, people were just like, oh, well, DJ's not going to have zero touchdowns next year. How many red zone field goals did we miss? In order to in order to score 27 points a game, the Steelers would have to have scored 150 something more points than they did in this past regular season that we just mm-hmm. reported. 150 something. Right, not twenty-five, not eighty, double that, hundred fifty-something. Okay. Do you know the only Steelers team in history to average twenty-seven points a game? Ooh, would it? Got it. It's one of Haley's teams, is it? <laughs> you damn right it is. Yeah, it's one of <laughs> Haley's offenses, I think. Yeah, the twenty fourteen Steelers. Yeah. The 2014 Steelers, who lost at home to Baltimore in the wild card round. Yeah. Listen, hey, Reggie Nelson, wherever you are in life, you blew out Le'Veon Bell's knee in that season finale, and you cost us some time. And yeah. I was there for that, okay? They averaged 27 point, like seven points per game, and, that, and they scored the most points in Steelers history in a single season. I believe it was 436. That team had um, – I, I don't know if you remember these guys. Uh, ben Roethlisberger – uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, I don't like him, but Antonio Brown, uh, uh, Earl Heath Miller, um, uh, Martavis Bryant, who came on as a rookie, um, and one of the best offensive lines in the league. When you take all that into consideration and you see what Canada has to work with, I can easily see how next year they're going to equal what they did in 2014. That's the problem that I have. We've seen two years of this with the Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, he was on the end of it. And then with a young up-and-coming rookie, who, by the way, I'm at it. If you believe in him so much, bring on somebody that can fucking help him and get him to that next level. And if you don't, you're literally ruining your own investment. Who, who, who are you talking about in that regard? You talking about a QB coach? Uh, I don't care. Who, no, no, no. They already got a QB coach. Mike Sullivan's fine. He's. I Woody. think Sullivan does a good job. He's yeah. fine. He's he's what he is. No, I'm saying that literally. You you took a quarterback in the first round overall, um, and you talk you talk about he's our guy and this and that, um, and yet you keep 
the same dude that all he does is throw to the sidelines. They have no deep game. They have no middle of the field. And you've seen that for two straight years. And literally, the only reason it worked in 2021 is because the old cowboy was like, (laughs) this is what the old cowboy did. (laughs) He didn't listen to any of that shit. And I think he tried to. I think he tried to listen to it. And finally, it was just like, I I think it was a Chargers game. They were in the red zone and they ran like four straight plays. Yes. And I really, truly think Ben listened to Canada on every call and he ran exactly what he was told just so he could look over to the sideline and be like, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yet, but yet, yeah. but yet. And so here's the good news. Here's the good news. Matt Canada is going to be done after 2023. Bad news is Kenny Pickett is going to be 33 years old. <laughs> close, close. So uh, what do you? So what are you no, really doing? No, it, I, I think I think sorry, I'm, argument... I'm, I'm 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 ranting, but like it it literally gets to me, and I'm well, not going to lose sleep over it, and I'm not pissed, and I'm not and I'm not crying, but like all we all we want as fans is for them to do better. And for them to do better, I want them to leave no stone unturned, and I want them to do their due diligence. So, Big Ben's burner, no, I don't think they did their due diligence. Just like I don't think they did their due diligence when hiring a replacement for GM. I think they went with a safe choice because he's been there a long time. And you know what? That's great, but it doesn't always work. And, yeah, he got a – yes, okay. He fleeced the Bears for a second-round pick. But did he? Or did the organization? I yeah. don't know. I, I I think the other thing that goes with with what you're saying, Scarps, about you know going from 18 to roughly 27 points a game, it means you also got to be a whole lot better in the red zone. And and you know, Berner was pointing out too, kind of inside the 40 um, as well. And and that it's it's you, you don't just walk up and say that and have it happen. I mean, he's got to change the way he calls plays. He's got to he's got to get more creative. He's got to think about his personnel and and, you, and being I, I creative just, doesn't mean running jet sweeps to wide receivers. It means right like, or, or suddenly thinking, hey, let's give one to the tight end. I, I you yeah. know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> that play worked though against you know, the Raiders. I, I and, and and that's I, look. I'm, you know I'm what not, it reminds me of. That and we're nowhere close to this, but I, there was a meme that was floating around back in like before memes were a thing. But in was it two thousand like two thousand nine? Really, mm-hmm. after we won the Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. two thousand eight year, yeah. right? It was of like Willie Cologne celebrating, and the caption underneath it was "Despite me." Um, yes, because, yes, and and, and it's kind of like I feel like the offense has had success despite Canada. Um, and, and the folks in the chat brought up some really good points about like, you know, a lot of other teams out there have these positions that they create that sound like made up positions, but they actually do shit like a passing game coordinator, a senior offensive assistant. That's like a guy that's either been around for a while and kind of knows what's going on or an up and coming guy who you just want to have on your staff to kind of give some more input into these things. And you look at the teams that have success around the league, and I feel like we've been talking about this forever. I feel like a broken record. So Mm -hmm. I apologize to everyone who's heard me say this before. Other teams 
tailor their schemes on offense to fit the skill sets that their players have. They get their players the ball. If you have guys who are good with the ball in their hands in space, they get their players the ball in space, like, say, San Francisco does. Or to Randy Feekner's credit, really, what Ben was doing before, really before he hurt his knee in that Cowboys game, uh, in 2020, because yeah. after that, it kind of slowed down. And then, you know, it, they ground out a couple wins before they finally lost that game to Washington. Um, but before that Cowboys game, and even before they lost that game to Washington, they were averaging 28, 29 points a game. And Ben was getting the ball out fast because the mm-hmm. offensive line mm-hmm. stunk. But they were getting the ball to their receivers to get yards after the catch. We had one of the highest yards after the catch in 2020. And now we're like towards the bottom of the league in that statistic. And it's to Ryan's point, they throw these out routes. They throw the stuff to the sideline. They throw these comeback routes, nothing to give their guys a chance to make plays with the balls in their hands. It's always just like, okay, we're going to take the safe throw. It's turnover avoidance is what it is. They are so afraid of making a mistake that they're just taking the safe way out. And I think even Tomlin led on to that a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in his, in his presser at the end of the year, when, you know, somebody asked him about like, you know, kind of did your game planning towards the end of the year sort of match what your personnel was or Najee was running better. Cause we did run the ball a lot more and we, you know, wound up in lower scoring games and, you know, Tomlin kind of said, honestly, like our game plans were what we thought we needed to do to get a victory, which was basically like saying, you know, Kenny's not there where Kenny can't throw the ball 45 yeah. times a game. You know, we got to run the ball. We got to establish it. We got to bleed some clock. And, uh, you know, that's that's how we're going to be successful and win these games. I hope that formula changes going into next year, but you need to have effective balance between running and passing. You can't pretty much just rely on, you know, Najee to bleed the clock, your defense to hold them to, you know, 14 points and hope you can score a touchdown late in the fourth quarter to seal the victory because that's not sustainable in the league. Yes, we went seven and two down the stretch, but a lot of it was against bad teams. Absolutely. Uh, You can't you can't deny that fact. Uh, Baltimore was the only over 500 team. You had a number of seven and tens in there. Of course, you had a really bad Colts team. Um, So, yeah, you, you can't you can't dismiss that part of it because. The, the good part of the schedule at the beginning, we struggled with. Um, and, of course, even then you could make some arguments because the, the Jets didn't finish well and we should have beat them. Patriots, you know, should have beat them, but would have, should have, could have. Um, Scarps, any final thoughts on uh, on Canada for right now? Yeah, I just want to say that um, – and, and I know the knock on – and I do listen. I, Todd Haley was very good to me. I I had many many moments with Todd that I cherish for life that I'll never divulge publicly. None were at Tequila Cowboy, fortunately. Um, but the one knock on Todd was that he wasn't that great in the red zone. And and if you go back and look, um, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. He was he was decent. But the one thing with Todd is that. They had explosive plays. And even with Randy, they had explosive plays. Mm -hmm. Um, I could probably name five off the top of my head under Todd that went for touchdowns outside that red zone. And you know what? Not only does Canada suck in the red zone, they suck overall because they have no explosive plays. Until that pick and I I believe until that pick and touchdown against the Raiders that won the game, Mm -hmm. they had like no touchdown that was longer than eight yards. Are you fucking kidding me? 
it's week 15. Yeah. It's week 15, and you don't have a touchdown longer than like eight yards. Like, what the, what is this shit? And yeah. again, that's what blows my mind about this. So, you talk about due diligence. You fucking get a, you draft a guy 20th overall because you think he's going to be the guy, and you fucking, like, he's playing checkers. I'm sorry, he's playing chess and can't, and his offensive coordinator's playing checkers. Like, like, literally. You should be going full scorched earth trying to find someone that's going to put you in a position above all else. And they're just like, eh, it is, you know, eh, this guy or whatever. And Joe Starkey, who's a columnist for the Post Gazette, he's also on 93.7 The Fan. And I respect Joe immensely. Yeah. But he had a column today that basically said, like, if you want to knock the Canada higher, go ahead. But but don't do it because the Steelers aren't trying to win. I strongly disagree with that because because <laughs> by keeping Canada on, it's counterintuitive. Right? By keeping Canada on, to me, that's a sign that you're not trying to win. Like, how much more do you need to see from this guy to realize that he's junk? Like, he is whatever. He has a ceiling. Like, oh. you're... Okay, to my well, one, one other thing to add, yeah, because I looked it up. Um, the Steelers were fourth from the bottom in the league in total yards after the catch. The only teams below them were Baltimore, Atlanta, and Chicago. But when you factor in yards after the catch per reception, we were dead last in the league. In like, so those other teams had you know fewer completed passes, so their average per catch was higher. So on a per catch basis, we were dead last in the league in yards after the catch per reception by a so, lot, like not yeah. by a little bit, by a lot, so by like, them out. yeah, by, by four tenths of a yard per catch, like almost a half a yard per catch. And the Ravens have like no receivers. Yeah. Right. We actually have decent receivers. <laughs> yeah. So, so let, let me close by asking you guys this and, and Ian, I'll start with you. Art Rooney, too, makes his way down to Mike Tomlin's office, and he, and he says to Mike, he says, uh, Mike, Is he awake you know, or is he sleepwalking? Well. Can you tell? Yeah, well, it's been the kind of I was waiting. I was waiting for Scarps to do his AR, too. And he says, look. Aaron Rodgers or Art Rooney II, you'll never know. He says, I uh, I hear you want to keep uh, Matt as your offensive coordinator. Explain to me why. Okay. You're Mike Tomlin. What what are you saying to your boss as to why you want to keep this guy? If if, if you truly want to win, yeah. And and Scarps is making the argument. I, I, maybe they don't. Okay. What's your argument to keep this guy? Well, we went seven and two down the stretch. You know, after the bye week, and we saw some improvement in the offense. We won more games and didn't turn the football over. And uh, you know, the running game started to come around. And we've we've got a young offense overall that we think is going to be able to grow together as a group. You know, we've got a rookie quarterback. We've got a second year running back. We invested first round picks in. We've got a you know second year tight end. We've got a rookie wide receiver who looks like he's going to be pretty darn good. We spent some money on Deontay Johnson. Yeah, he didn't find the end zone this year, but you know, we we 
like the other things that he brought to the team from his route running and ability to get open. So, you know, we've got a lot of young players here. The the line got better as the year went on. We want to we want to keep this offensive coaching staff together and see if they can continue that improvement they made in the second half of the year. Okay. I like that. So, in other words, <laughs> Jesus, we, now, hell yeah, we, man. we now have it on record that Ian is a Canada apologist. So, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, so Ryan, same thing to you. You know, all right. He, what are you saying? Be, because I know if I'm the owner and that guy's my offensive coordinator, okay, and, and he puts up 18 points, okay, and I know he improved, but I'm still looking at the shitty competition we had. Uh, I, I'm looking at, at how limited the offense was. I'm looking all the convince me. Why do I want to pay this guy to stay around another year? All right. So I'm just going to be totally honest with you right now. What he, like Ian had the logical response and I respect that. So I, I'm not even going to try to top that. I'm just going to make a joke of this. Okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> because Ian, everything Ian said, I completely agree with. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just going to make light of the situation. I picture Art going to Mike's office, and this is totally just a fabrication of making this up. But Art's like, hey, hey, Mike, how you doing? You know, what do you think about Matt Canada this year? And Mike's like, yo, Art, what color are we? Like, what color are we paint in the barn? He's like, I don't know, Mike, uh, red? He goes, yeah. And Art's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, hey, Matt, you're back this year. You know? <laughs> like, uh, well, you have red paint. You paint the barn red. Yeah. Oh, we're going to paint the barn red. That sounds good. You is, know? is that with broad strokes? we got the uh we got the water well, to brush to, to do the trim and that uh we got the rollers you know um no it's just I, truthfully yeah. i don't know how you make a case for matt canada to stay even with what ian said that was and, the hardest devil's advocate approach. Yeah. Ben, Ben's burner was right. I, that yes. was the hardest. I had to. No, and that, and listen, and that's why, like, that's why, by no means was I was I going to t- attack anything you said because, and I know I know Ben, who's not here, by the way, uh, doesn't like when we agree on things. But I agree with you. Like that was a great devil's advocate argument. But on the other hand, I, I literally don't know how you could. I don't know. And here's the other thing too, like. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it'll be six years since I left there. And yes, I know Art. Yes, I know Tomlin. And yes, I know Omar. Um, I don't know what the dynamic is anymore. But I don't know how all three of those could have came together and all three of them were like, yeah, this is our guy. So somebody, somebody in that trio is, 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 has that executive decision. And I'm assuming I know who it is. Um, and neither here nor neither here nor there, but to me that is just not a bad because I, I already know what's going to happen. They're going to suck on offense again next year. They're going to hover around nine and eight, and we're going to have this same conversation. Listen, it's 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 January nineteenth, twenty twenty three, at ten thirty five p.m. Eastern time, the good time zone. Um, Let's let's talk about this a year from now and see where we are because we're probably going to be saying the same shit that we should have gotten rid of them. We, rid we of may them. be, we may be, and and all I know is if I if I'm Art and I have that conversation with Mike, Mike tells me all those same things that Ian just said. You know, I like you said, I can't argue with those things because they're fact. They are, 100%. you know. But what I but what I can say is I can bring up the points per game. I can bring up 
you know, the, the awful red zone. I, I can, I can bring up questionable play calls. I can bring up play design. I mean, I, I can bring up a lot of things. And, and I think Mike would just simply say, look, those are things we're all working on as coaches, teams, whatever. Um, and, and so at the end of the day, Art clearly said, okay, let's roll with it. And, and that's what they're going to do. So, you know, we got you know what they should them. do. To yeah. be honest with you, did you see? Did you see Pickett's quote about like how he improved his two minute drill? Well, he credited Brian Flores, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. They should they should thank Brian Flores, the offensive coordinator, because apparently he's doing more for Kenny Pickett than that yeah. Canada is. I saw. I, now, I, he, did he give any context? Uh, not really. I I think he. Well, I think he said that like he was always kind of angry after practice after their two minute drills. Um, you know, going up against the defense, and uh-huh. I guess Flores just kind of pulled him aside and was just like, "Hey, like you're dinking and dunking, and you're running yourself out of time. Like you got to get a couple chunk plays here and there, you know." And okay. obviously, you know, different side of the coin, right? Flores was on defense, but so he's trying to prevent those chunk plays <laughs> from happening. But like, it's I don't oh, know, fuck. it's just it's hilarious to me. They should literally were... the fucking guy that the Steelers hired for. And listen. I'm fine with – listen, Brian Flores is a great defensive mind. He probably should still be a head coach. And you know what? He's probably going to – I think Flores is going to be the next head coach of the Cardinals. That's, that's right. That's to me, okay? Yep. But, 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 okay, Brian Flores is literally there um, because – he's literally there for the senior defensive assistant slash linebackers coach. Yeah. But he's also there because I bet you Mike Tomlin was like, this dude knows a lot of shit. I, I, I've worked with it or not. I've known about him, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is, this is a good move for both sides. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. Yeah. The senior defensive assistant slash linebackers coach (laughs) is fucking talking to the franchise quarterback. About the things that he needs to do more than Canada dry ginger ale. Well, what are we doing? Like, what are we like? What are we? Is, what are we doing here? Is, is part of that though because you? I mean, Florida. As you can see, a, I, I, as you can see, I haven't partaken in dry January. <laughs> this is the first time. So just, just let me go. But I'm just saying, like, 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 like. Jesus I get Christ. it. Like, you know how many times I saw Todd Haley getting somebody's ass about something? Right. Even, I mean, I don't want to say not so much Ben, but like, even like, if it wasn't Ben, it was somebody on the first team where he was like, come on, like, make that block or, or come on, you got to run this way. Like, mm-hmm. like that, those are the things that matter. But don't you think Flores gets a little bit of leeway, though? The fact that I mean, he won titles in New England. Plus, he he you know he's been a head coach. I mean, if he's going to pull a guy aside, I I don't find a problem with it. I mean, it's different if uh, you know the the assistant wide receivers coach pulls my quarterback aside and says the same thing. I don't have book. a I don't have a problem with it. But I'll tell you this: when that story comes up before any other story does or that his story about Canada is like, Oh yeah. You know, he's a good guy. Like we get along well, we, mm-hmm, you know, we have mm-hmm. good communication, but the thing you take away from that conversation is that, Oh yeah. Brian Flores is the guy that told me in the two minute drill that I need to do this, this and that. That's the problem. It, that's called self-scouting. 
self-scouting. Hey, real quick, just uh, remember that we're part of uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network and proudly sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. All right, let's talk some free agency. Um, and right at the top of the list, or, or at least very near it, is Cam Sutton. Um, you know, we've heard for years about the smartness of Cam Sutton. Um, the fact that that he knows the game extremely well. He knows pretty much what everybody else is supposed to be doing on any given uh, call. And, um, you know, I thought he had an okay year. I wouldn't say it was a great year, but it certainly wasn't bad. Um you know, so what do you do? Ian? Is is he your top priority as far as guys bringing back, or are you looking to revamp those corners? Period. Uh, I mean, they need to, to they need to revamp the corners. But Sutton is a good player, and he's versatile. That he can play both. He's a really good cover guy in the slot. He doesn't have that Mike Hilton crash the run game tackling ability mm-hmm. but he's a good cover guy in the slot and he can he can hold his own on the outside i would try and bring him back but he's not my top priority my top priority on the defensive side of the ball is bringing back terrell edmonds which i cannot believe that i am saying this because i've never been like a big terrell edmonds supporter but he had a damn good season um and, and really has improved every year that he's here and the biggest knock on him has been the investment the Steelers made in him as a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Everyone ex- and some of the problem is, and the Steelers make their own problems sometimes, right? Like when Absolutely. they claimed Mason Rudolph was a, a they had a first-round grade on him, uh. and they said, you know, oh Terrell Edmonds is a first-round safety, just like we took Troy Polamalu in the first round. And as soon as you say that, you fuck yourselves, right? Yeah. That you you yeah. should never you never make those comparisons, right? Just be like, yep, we really like this guy. We like his talent and ability, you know, all that stuff. Um and, and he's been a durable player. He's gotten better every year he's been here. He was absolutely brutal in coverage the first few seasons he was here. He's gotten mm-hmm. a lot better. Mm-hmm. He's he's good against the run. Um they're able to use him uh, kind of all over the field. He and Minka work really well off of each other and, and, you know, have a good combination back there. And, you know, thinking back to, it was probably Edmonds rookie year, but really the Mike Mitchell era, right? Oh God. Right. Think about how many blown coverages Choose in, in every your words carefully in the next couple. Oh, Mr. Ohio Bobcat. Here we go. Yeah. That that oh, every me. every the excuse every time was oh it was a miscommunication back there it was a miscommunication Mike Mitchell was a terrible communicator amongst his other flaws but you know whenever they replaced Mike Mitchell fucking haters they never you had those communication haters. problems anymore on the back end right that you know Mick has done some great uh, things fucking back there. Ben, sorry Ben Ben's in the fucking chat yeah. now thank you did I not <laughs> call it too cool to show up did I not fucking too call cool it? to show up yep yeah. But too so. quick to shit on Mike Mitchell. I fucking I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna remember that, Ben. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So Maybe at any rate, at any rate, Edmonds would be my top priority to bring back. But I would like to see them try and bring Sutton back too. Uh, Ryan, I'll throw that to you, and you can cover uh, Edmonds as well if you want. I mean, well, I guess maybe do this: prioritize your your top couple of guys. Are are those the guys that that are in, or do you have some other names? So like. I also so here, here's the other thing too. By prioritizing, you also 
think about what other teams might be willing to offer somebody, right? So yes. if I'm, and this is just me, but if I'm Terrell Edmonds' agent and Cam Sutton's agent, I'm saying, let's just see how this plays out. I, I, I'm sorry. And I know Terrell Edmonds already right. banked on himself one time, but he proved himself this year. So I agree with you, Ian. I think that they should actually focus on Edmonds more than Sutton. But if I'm Edmonds' agent, I might be like, hey, let's see what you can get on that open market. Same with Sutton, man. Like, like they're both they're both available. Mm-hmm. They're both solid, and that's a big deal. Another guy I'd like to see them try to get is Larry Ogunjobi. But if I'm Larry Ogunjobi's agent, I'm saying the same damn thing. Let's see what we can get on the outside market. So I don't want to sit here and say necessarily say right now that like who my top priority is, but mm-hmm. I do want to say that the Steelers free agents overall, at least in my opinion, perform so well that the Steelers are going to have to offer up a decent chunk of change to keep them here. And that's not, I mean, the Steelers number one, and regardless of what anybody thinks, the Steelers number one purpose is always to keep the guys that they can keep, yeah. then go to free agency and then the draft. Right. And then, and then everything else from that. Those guys were those guys did so well this year. I don't know if they can keep them if their agents actually say, "Hey, this could be the time." Then it all comes down to do they want to do they want to stay or not. Well, in Ogan Joby's case, he really needs to sign with Baltimore, and then that way he will have played for all four teams in the AFC North. I, I don't know if that's the record he's going for, but um, to your point, you know, I was thinking about him. And he did end up playing 16 of the 17 games. In fact, he, he's listed as the starter for all 16 of those. Um, I, I, you know, he was banged up and he played hurt at times. I, I think when he was um, as close to healthy as you can be in the NFL, he was really damn good. Um, but as you explained, I just don't know when you look at those three guys or so what their monetary priorities are going to be. Um you know, be, because uh, I obviously we'll release some guys and that'll that'll probably save us a little bit of money. But at, at the same time, who are we perhaps looking at that's going to be on the free agent market, perhaps coming from other other teams, too? Um, so I, I don't know. But I, I, I agree with you guys about Edmonds. Um, if he were a third round pick. Oh, people would have loved him. Oh, my God. Can yeah. you imagine will, how much yeah. love that guy would be getting? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. it's just, it drives me nuts the way we, we, you know, yeah. pigeonhole sometimes um, in, in that respect. But the, so I'm looking at the free agent list right now. And the yep. other guy that I think they absolutely must sign is, uh, is, well, they already signed Anthony Miller. So that's fine. That's why he's, he's on a one year. He's on yep. a one yeah. year, but the other guy that they, ab- uh, okay. One guy that I think they should think about signing, um, is DeMonte Casey. I, I think that yeah. that's a good depth spot. Um, Bobby Spillane, once again. Oh, he's they're, coming here's back. Here's the thing. They're yep. going to re-sign Spillane yep. as their number one. Spillane's going to be their number one priority, and we're all going to hate it. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> 12 tackles a game, and he's going to fix your HVAC system. <laughs> um, and then the other guy that they absolutely need to sign and you know what? I'm going to bump this guy to the top of my list of priorities, and that's Devin Bush. Oh, for God's sake. Because 
This guy wants to play for a coach that that was a that played in the NFL, even though his former defensive coordinator played in the NFL, his linebackers coach played in the NFL, his current defensive coordinator has 20 years of experience in the league, his other senior defensive assistant uh, is Brian Flores, who's the most coveted defensive coordinator uh, interview out there. Um and the head coach was a stud at William and Mary. And Ryan, when he, when he said sorry, that, <laughs> when he when he made that comment, off. I love it. My immediate thought was immaturity. That's an immature comment, and, um, and it makes it even worse yeah. that they traded up to get him. And it, I know was, I know he was a totally different player before yep. that injury, but yep. that dude is softer than Charmin. Okay, and he is literally projecting all his insecurities on Steelers fans, Steelers as an organization and every other Steelers related thing, because he feels he is slighted for some reason when at the end of the day, he had every variable around him that could have made him better. And he just chose to wallow in his own self-pity. And let me tell you right now, let me tell you something, man. Always rises to the, I don't have any cream, but that's, that's another macho man impression. That's terrible. Um, But yeah, like, like, what are you doing? Oh my God. Get that dude out of Pittsburgh as fast as possible. I, I see. Yeah, I thought Ryan was going to say the guy you must resign is Marcus yeah. Allen because who's going to play the tunes in the locker room if Marcus Allen is gone? Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll get to him. Listen, uh, the Steelers you need know, to sign some like. Well, Ber- Burner asked, oh, "What did God. he mean by that?" And you know, don't feel dumb asking. I, I, I mean, I, I think what he, the immaturity piece. I mean, he was basically saying, "Oh man, I, I want to go play for you know a head coach that that played in the league." You know, to me, that's like. That's so stupid. There's so many great coaches that that never even played in college. Big Ben Burner, if you if in the chat, clarify what you mean because I'm not sure. But yeah, like no, that's what he's saying. He's asking about what 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 did Bush mean by that comment? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Sorry, Big Ben Burner. My bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, I mean, and and also, but he He was watching the Jacksonville game and Doug Peterson. He also tweeted it. He tweeted it, and I'm sitting there thinking like. Brandon Staley didn't play in the NFL, nor should he be an NFL head coach. Well, yeah, I said it, but I'm like, you're gonna you're gonna fucking die on the Doug Peterson hill. <laughs> and I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying Doug Peterson's a bad coach. I'm not saying, but like Doug Peterson has like 500 career attempts, which is no slouch. But like, it's more than I have. But no disrespect, like I've never met Doug Peterson, but like, I I met Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. He's a cool ass dude. Like you need once again. How much do you need to get motivated as a professional athlete? Like, 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 like it's so bizarre. Like that yeah. dude. Like, and even last year, where like when he tweeted that video of the cat getting thrown off, like the, the, oh, the like God. shit, and people were like, "Oh, he didn't know what he was doing." If you thought that then, how do you think about him now? And right. then, it, and then, I mean, God bless his dad who went on like talk show when i like 93 7 a fan it was like y'all you know you don't know you don't know what my son is doing like you don't know what the assignments are it's like your son can't tackle anymore <laughs> do i really need the like and also too my dad stopped fighting my battles when i was like 10 maybe even younger like my dad's like you stand up for yourself like right, <laughs> what the hell, right. you know what i mean like the fuck like 
anyway, it, it's just uh, such a bizarre story. And yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, Jennifer mentioned that uh, Spillane apparently is engaged to a teacher. So obviously, uh, Spillane, you know, picks very, very good, wise uh, people um, to to spend the rest of his life with. So good for him. And yeah, maybe he I maybe could, he will come a little cheaper. I could I could get behind signing Spillane to a like. Two and a half million a year contract, which is kind of what they gave like Miles Killebrew as like a special teams guy, right? Right. You know, under three million a year, give or take, for you know, two years as a, a backup inside linebacker, but don't make him your starter, right? My fear is that they're going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to resign Spillane. It's going to be Bobby Spillane and Miles Jack are going to be our starters. Maybe we'll mix in some Mark Robinson and. You know, just go from there, and, and that's my fear with the the inside well, linebacker. As it sits right now, that's it. I mean, obviously, we still have free agency in the draft. Miles Jack, they owe him money. Yeah, Miles. Yeah, Miles Jack, they owe like eight million dollars. Yeah, something. I think There's he's a, back. I think he just got banged up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Does uh, yeah, Jack Jack has a an eight million dollar salary next year. Yeah. So they could save that if they cut him, or they could. Uh, you know, just pay him mm-hmm. and take the $11 million cap hit from playing. Actually, I, honestly, if it's me, I would try and sign Miles Jack to an extension for like a couple more years. He's only 28. Yeah. He's yeah. only 28 years old. See if you can spread that money out for a few more years yeah. Lower on the hit. cap and, uh, you know, sign him to like add two or three more years, two, two years onto that deal. Sign him through his age 30 season. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind Miles Jack being back. He was our leading okay. tackler. You know, had 104 Same. tackles last year. He's only 27 years old. I, I'm fine with Jack coming back. My fear is the other position. Miles Jack is only like one year old in Kenny Pickett. Oh my god, <laughs> is that crazy? Yeah. Seems like Miles has been in the league a long time. Yeah. Um, Derek Watt. What, what, what do you oh, do okay. with Derek Watt? Sorry, uh, Ian. That was my. I cut you off. I apologize. No, you're oh, fine. I'm sorry. You're I thought fine. you were finished. No, I, I am. My, and I was just going to say my, my fear is that they are like, oh, yeah, we're going to re-sign Spillane to start next to Jack, and uh, you know maybe we'll mix in Mark Robinson, and we're good at inside linebackers. Like, yeah. like I, no, I, to, to me, Robinson is right now a younger, more raw Vince Williams, right? That he can, mm-hmm. he can fly to the ball in the run game, but he has a lot to learn about the position as far as defending the pass. And I don't, you know, Vince Williams was never that guy in pass coverage. Love right. Vince Williams, you know, yep. for a six round pick, he was awesome. And, and Mark Robinson's I'll say starting on that trajectory. I'm not saying Mark Robinson is Vince Williams, but he, he has that potential. I think that's kind of his ceiling as a player is mm-hmm. Vince Williams. And if we get Vince Williams out of Mark Robinson, I'll be absolutely thrilled. Yeah. I would take um, that. But yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where he still has a lot to learn about the position. Yeah. Um, so I, I would prefer to see them either sign a guy or draft some more depth at the inside linebacker position. And by signing a guy, I don't mean Robert Splane. I mean sign a guy that can actually like cover running backs oh, and tight he's, ends. He's coming back, man. He's I know he's coming back. I know yeah. he's coming back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Derek Watt. Yeah, Derek Watt. Um, you know, he, he signed for a, a very hefty number when he came over here. He was basically never used on offense this season. He, I think he had more touches this season than he did in the previous uh, two, three years combined. You know, uh, had more touchdowns than Deontay Johnson. Yeah, yes, he did. Uh, and what is he, 30? 
Yeah, See, something like that. I think he's close to 30 now. I mean, what you know, what do you do with him? Uh he is it, 30, I, yeah. So I guess number year. one does he want to come back? Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's part of it. But uh, you know, yeah, if you can get him, Claude said four million too high. I agree with that. Um, if you can get him at the right number, then bring him back. He's a good leader, good special teams guy, you know, can do some things. Yeah. Yeah, I, if if they can get him at a reasonable number, I don't have a problem with him yeah. coming back, especially if it helps keep TJ happy. Um, you know, but but what at the time they signed him, they made him like the second highest paid fullback in the league. Yeah, and never used him, which was just stupid. So if they sign him at a reasonable number, I'm also of the opinion that there's no such thing as a bad one year deal because you're out of it after a year. Yeah, so Done. sign him to a one year deal and whatever. Yeah. Um, what, what about, uh, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Any thoughts? No, no, on, uh... I, you know, I, I, I was like about probably like a month ago, like I saw him at like our, the, the giant Eagle and I knew it was him Yeah, and, and like, I don't think he knew who I thought he was. Right. Like, cause he's like, he's a fullback. Like he doesn't know. Right. Like, like, and I was just like, I was like, what's up, man? He's like, hey, how you doing? Like, it's just like, a, you know, it's just like a cordial thing. And like, I right. obviously didn't work with him, but like, he was there with his family. Like, I didn't make a big wow. deal out of it. But like, the first thing I, th- this is the first thing, the first thing I thought of was like, this dude's a fucking horse, man. Like, he's big. Like, and I was like, I know that. I know. Like, and, and like, Je- like, Jess is with me and she's like, who are you talking to? I was like, it's fucking Derek Watt over there. <laughs> you know, like the inner yins are in me. He's like, it's fucking Derek Watt. She's like, who? I was like, it's fucking TJ Watt and JJ Watt's brother. You know, like, <laughs> like, like she's like, she's like, does he play? I was like, I was like, sometimes, you know, like, <laughs> like and I sit there and think, like, the dude is valuable on special teams. Like, the dude, yeah. fucking, he's a fucking house, man. Like, and then, like, he had a he had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown yeah. this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then I'm sitting there thinking, like, like, and then, like, looking back on it, because obviously I'm not in the business anymore. But, like, looking back on it, like, even if he cared or not, I wanted to be like, I wish they used you better. (laughs) You know, like, like what the, like literally when I saw him in person, I was like, God damn, like this dude's a fucking moose. Like, what are we doing with this guy? And like, I agree. Four millions is steep, (laughs) steep hill, but like his bro, one of his brothers here, his other brother supposedly retired. Yeah. Maybe they, I, I, if I'm him, I'd probably be like, I mean, really, realistically, how long do I have? Like, how more do I have in this league? So, if they offer me a little bit low, I don't care. But yeah, I would yeah, bring them it's, back. It, it's hard to say. Um, staying in the backfield. What about Benny Snell? Get him the fuck out of here. Okay, so, so Ryan's on board with bringing him back. Uh, <laughs> Benny Snell football died years ago. <laughs> Because of Jalen and Jalen Warren. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, there's no question. They got their guy with Warren. Ended that um, this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, what if I made the argument that, I mean, Snell is a hell of a special teamer. I disagree. You can find this. Honestly, I would rather re-sign Miles Boykin and keep six wide receivers than re-sign Benny Snell. Because Boykin actually was really good on special teams. I would agree. And, you know, they used him in the stupidest way possible on offense, which like that was the other, like 
getting back to fucking Matt Canada, right? Oh, you, you just look at the you look at the personnel and you know what they're gonna do. It's like, oh, Deontay and George Pickens are on the sidelines. They got Miles Boykin and Gunnar Olszewski in the game. They're running the ball. Gee, wonder line. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, oh, there, there go Boykin and Olszewski <laughs> off the field, and here come Pickens and Deontay back on. Oh, no, it's gonna be a pass play now, you know. Um, so, so yeah, but no, Boykin. Boykin did some good things. He was a willing blocker on offense. He was a good special teams player. And uh, no, I would, I would much rather bring Boykin back than Snell if I had to pick one of the two. Um, And, and really Snell doesn't do what we need on offense that Warren does enough across the board that if Najee got hurt, Warren could start a game for you. Absolutely. But, but what we really need on offense are home run hitters guys who can make big plays benny snell is not that guy benny snell is your three yards in a cloud of dust kind of guy mm-hmm. benny snell would have been a great running back in 1965 yes. when you know it was running out of the you know not even the wing t running out of the the pro set right. and could just go bang it up in there for three yards every play get 35 carries a game and you know yeah Benny yeah, Snell would have been great in that era. Same, he's, same with Spillane. He would. He's yeah. in the wrong era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in this era now, where you need big explosive plays to make things happen, he ain't it. When yeah. when you need running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield, he ain't it. So yeah. no, you. That's what the. That's what they need to find this offseason on offense, and I don't care where they find it. If it's in the sixth round of the draft, if it's in. If it's in free agency, if it's wherever, they need guys that can make explosive plays on offense. That's really they need an offensive line, they need a left tackle, and they need guys who can make explosive plays. That's that's the two biggest needs on offense. And I don't care if it's wide receiver, running back, whatever. Yeah, those are the two needs. Um, Zach Gentry, he's mm. an unrestricted free agent. He is. Scarps, what do you? I'll think? let Ryan take this one first. Um, fine with it at the right price. Um, yep. and I, I will, I will publicly apologize on the show. I thought that Connor, Connor Hayward pick was for charity. Um, and I, and I think he's, I think he's pretty solid. And I do think that Connor Hayward will eventually be the Steelers. What do the kids say? T E two. Um, <laughs> So, but, but Gentry is, he, he, listen, I, I, I respect any player that, that goes from multiple position to position, position. Um, He is a solid blocking tight end. And, and, and I know I'm, this is wishful thinking, but to me, he's a guy here's a guy. Here's a guy. (laughs) Here's a guy. I knew it was coming. Here's a guy. Here's a guy that like they could potentially use if so. Let's say Derek Watt doesn't come back, but Matt Canada isn't that creative. So what the fuck am I thinking? But Zach Gentry could be that like Patrick Ricard is for the Ravens, and I'm not saying he's going to be as effective or as good. Right. But you know, and hey, listen, Greg Roman was let go earlier yeah. today by the Ravens, and. I would have not wanted to have the job that Greg Roman had because that dude was, was trying to play football from the fucking fifties and sixties in the 2020s. Um, And I don't necessarily think he did a bad job. I just, 
I just think it was just, 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 it's just not the right fit. Anyway, my point is, yes, bring back Gentry. He's a good blocking tight end. Yeah. And if, and if you don't retain Derek Watt, I think he can fulfill, you know, fill in for those roles. Okay. Okay. Ian, what, what do you think about Gentry? You know, I spent two years on this show just absolutely shitting on Jack Zach Gentry, um, but he has worked really hard and turned himself into a, a decent player. Yep, he's he's the best blocking tight end on the team, um, and you know he's never going to give you much in the passing game. He's not even he's not even Matt Spath good in the passing game. Um, I mean, Spath had a couple really nice games when Heath Miller was injured a few he times. Did. Matt Spath, I know he pissed on the side of McFadden's with Jeff Reed one time, but like <laughs> Matt Spath, all-time good dude's team. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> Great dude. I love Matt Spath. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, no, I uh, I would – you could bring Gentry back on a mm-hmm. veteran minimum contract, and I'd be fine. One-year deal, I'd be fine with it. Um you know, and, and I think my – all right, let me get my thoughts together here. Mm-hmm. My struggle with Connor Hayward being the TE2 is that that guy's usually somebody who can block a bit more. And yeah. I don't know if Hayward's really that blocking guy. He's almost like a almost like a big slot kind of – like that he's got a little more agility he's, than a He's not a good inline blocker. He's not a great route runner, but he's got yeah. like these really good hands for some reason that like the catch he made against the Browns over oh. the middle. I'm like, how does a tight end catch that ball? Yeah. The, 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 the TD caught against yeah. the Falcons was a great yeah, catch. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's uh, I, th- I think I'm, I'm if we can bring Gentry back, I'm comfortable next year with our three tight ends of Fryermuth, Gentry, and Hayward. And I'm like, I'm okay there. We don't need to do anything yeah. else in that position. So yeah, if you, you bring Gentry back at a you know relatively minimum contract, that's fine. I, I want to, uh, before we go back to the free agent stuff, um, I, I've seen this brought up a couple of different times, um, actually by a couple of the Steelers beat guys. Uh, you know, we've talked about the left side of the offensive line and, I've seen it suggested that Dan Moore maybe kicked down to challenge Dotson at left guard. Okay. Personally, I do not see it. I do not see Dan Moore as a guard. Um, I I just, I I don't think he's got enough in the seat, if you will, to to anchor at a guard position. His arms are too wide. He's got massive arms. Yes. And and I I just don't see it there. I I think it's much more likely he's going to get competition at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ian, I think you're agreeing with me. Scarps, I assume you must yeah. be also. The year we drafted Dan Moore, he had the second longest arms of any tackle in the draft. Like you don't move a guy with that wingspan into guard. I don't think so. He, and he's got Moore's weird too. Cause like, he's got quick feet. They've run some of those mm-hmm. plays where like, you know, the, the wider, the screens and things like that, where he can get out in front and block which is good for a tackle. His problem is that like, yeah, he's got quick feet that can move out forward, but he can get put on skates moving backwards and can't mm-hmm. stop either. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I just, on I, Ryan, I just, I took over. So go ahead, Ryan. No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was more laughing at Ben isn't on the show, but he's still commenting and saying, right. Patrick yeah. Ricard weighs 300 pounds. Literally. He's listen, dude. 
I, I it ain't a fucking perfect scenario where I think <laughs> Dak Gentry is going to be Patrick Crawford. I'm saying that like the dude's a good blocking tight end. So like, but then also once again, I'm thinking that Matt Canada is going to be intuitive enough to be like, oh, well, we lost Derek Watts, so Zach Gentry could do this, whatever. Anyway, um, Dan Moore, God bless his heart, uh, Dan Moore, um, Dan Moore, it. it if Dan Moore didn't always perform well against Miles Garrett, I think that everyone would hate him that much more. Uh, literally more. There is some uh, truth to that. Uh, but he, I think he's a very good, uh, I think he's a, he's a very valuable backup left tackle. Not a starter, but somebody that can come in and, and do a decent job. Um, then, okay, we can talk about it. I just want to say this real quick. Um, Adrian Clem is like being interviewed for like the New England Patriots offensive coordinator. You gotta be shitting me. No, he is. And he literally left the Steelers mid season for a job at Oregon. Yeah. And do you know who the player that he scouted and banged on the table for Kendrick green, Kendrick green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So am I concerned that Bill Belichick is considering him for offensive coordinator or am I concerned that he was so desperate to leave the Steelers at the time? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't hear that. And I am stunned. I cannot see Belichick hiring a guy like that. Well, but Clem played for up. Belichick, right? I mean, if there's yeah, any that's true. If That's there's true. any organization that does nepotism better than the Steelers, it's the Patriots. It's the Patriots. And maybe the Raiders, but you know. Yeah, no, that's you, a fair point. I tell you what, man. Belichick's kid is calling defensive signals. And he's got <laughs> a hell of a mullet. Uh, let me see here. Uh, what about uh, – uh, I think we're all in agreement. Tyson Alalu is probably going to retire. Yeah. Um, God bless him, but please yep. go. Yeah. Thanks for your service, Tyson. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what What about um, Chris Wormley? He's going to be coming off an ACL. Nope. Bye. See ya. See you later. I, I, I agree. I period. Thank you next. Report. Who said that? Ariana yeah. Grande. What? Thank you. Next. Sure. Let's well, go listen, I don't listen to new music, but I'm pretty sure somebody said thank you next. It, 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 I think it was her. Who's yeah. in the chat? Somebody help me out. Uh, what, what about uh, Demonte KZ? I think you mentioned yeah, him right at the him outset. Yeah. Ryan. Bring him back. I, I, I would. I would. I think he's a smart guy. I think he uh, uh, reads the game pretty well from what I can tell. I, I would. Um, I, I think Carl Joseph's time is over. I, I yeah. don't know how much more time they can, you know, a lot to him. Uh, Jesse Davis, Trenton Scott on the offensive line. Both gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mason Rudolph, likely the starter for us next year. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, you know, that dude had to have moved already out of Pittsburgh by now, right? I mean, he's got to be gone. I, I'm going to tell I, you this back to South Carolina or wherever. If I going. was him, I wouldn't in case they get rid of Mitch. You think they'd keep him on as a backup? I, I don't think, think he would want to stay. stay. I don't right. think he would stay. Although he made a, a pretty nice, what, $4 million this year for never yeah. dressing for a game. Like, 
I wish someone would give me four million dollars to stand there with a clipboard. That would be awesome. So, so he, so my it. my only question, my it's not a question. If they get rid of Mitch, if they get rid, of I don't of think Mitch, they're going to get rid of Mitch. I think I I think they're going to keep Mitch around. But what's his cap hit? It's, so. It's if not they, that bad for like a veteran court. It's eight million okay. next year. So if you million. think Mason wants to move or, on, no, you know, ten million. Do you not yeah. think Mitch thinks he can move on? Maybe. Who has, who has more potential out of those two, Mitch? Yeah. So Mason is just you know feeling it out, feeling it. And I and listen, and Ben, if Ben, if not Big Ben's burner, but if Ben Anderson's listening, he's gonna say I'm a Mason lover, whatever you want to call it. There were plenty of games the quarterback started this year that Mason absolutely could have started in place of them. So does Mason think more highly of himself than Mitch does? I don't know. So I think I think the Steelers have to be cognizant of that, and so does Mason. Because if Mitch is like, no, I'm done. I want to go somewhere else, see what I can do. Maybe they're like, okay, see ya. And then they're like, Mason, you want to come back and be the backup just in case? Ah, fuck you, Ben. Whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying. It, it, I'm just saying. It's it's not out of the question. Once again, you know, Ben, you don't I'm a big believer, show, Ben, but you fucking give a shit through the chat. Right. I, I'm a big believer. You never say never. Um, and, Justin and I Bieber, Ariana Grande. What are we talking about tonight, yeah, Steel Dad? We're talking about some 2000s pop hits. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Um, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going through Mason Rudolph's head. I can only imagine he feels like I got to get the hell out of here and, and see if I can't get a shot somewhere. I, I mean, but you know, be that as it may, I, yeah. I tend to believe he's gone. Um, Jeremy, uh, McNichols restricted free agent. Oh, the running back from Tennessee that they signed. What do you yeah. Bring him back as a camp body. See what happens. Maybe. No. <laughs> uh, JC Hassenauer, Hassan Sasser. I'd I'd bring him back as your backup center. I would yeah. too, because I'll take him over Kendrick Green. Just yeah. because he has a really good Pittsburgh name. Well, that is true. Yeah. Uh what about Sims? I'd I'd give Sims a shot in camp to compete, but they also really need a slot wide receiver. They so. absolutely do. Yeah. Totally agree. And I and I I think he was better than Gunnar Olszewski at, yes, at the return game, but he gave me the freaking heebie-jeebies, man. Every time he'd catch the ball or bobble it, I, I mean. I thought they both equally sucked in the return oh, game. Well, I, yeah, they <laughs> did. I just think he sucked maybe a little less. Um, but, God. I agree, though. But I, I do. I think he's back. Um, what about James Pierre? The Frenchman. Um, uh, I don't know about him. I mean, yeah, I'm on the fence up here. I'm on the, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign him before the free agency period. I'd, I'd let it play out, see what happens. I mean, and I'd, I'd cut Witherspoon too while I'm at it. Um, save some cap space there and I'd go out and try and sign a veteran corner is what I would do. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I know Levi I Wallace has a year or two left on his contract. I don't remember. Was was yeah. Levi a one or two? You know, was he a two or a three-year deal? I don't know. I thought two. it was two. Okay. Pretty, yeah, they did a lot of twos. Yeah, they did do a lot of twos. Okay, um, yeah, Wallace is a two. Um, 
Wallace only has like a five million dollar cap hit though next year. Like he's a it's a four million base salary. So like Wallace is okay. pretty cheap next year, but they could definitely improve that position. I'd go out and try and sign as many corners as I could, to be honest with you. Um, but that's just me, and you know my opinion on you should sign veteran corners and not draft them. Well, that that's why all these people suggesting we're going to draft the corner in the first round. I'm not buying it. No, I don't think we're gonna. Um, and listen. Yeah. No. no disrespect to Joey Porter Jr., mm-hmm. but he grabs a lot. He's very handsy. Very handsy. It's very yep. handsy. And the Steelers do not have a good track record of drafting first-round quarterbacks. Right. <laughs> so, like, like, although Dillwood thinks we're going to use a number one pick on the No, and he makes a valid point. It's true. Steelers love legacy yes. shit. But also, ben, but also with Big Ben's burners, who's his la- who's the last Steelers solid hey, return man? Hey, Antonio Pokey. Brown. Antonio Brown, yeah. It's Antonio Brown. It was. Before it was. that, Alan Rossum. Rossum by was, the way, boys yeah. and girls, um, I highly suggest you do not look at um, Antonio Brown's Snapchat this week. You might want to steer as far away from that. Hey, that's in this week's America Top 40. Oh, <laughs> I had a feeling. Let's maybe. get to it. Casey Kasem. Now, we got a couple more free All agents right. here. Then we'll uh, okay. you, that's a, still dead. You control the show. This is You're your damn show. right I do. <laughs> um, got that. Oh, uh, actually, all that's left is uh, our, our tremendous long snapper, uh, Mr. Kuntz. And uh, he's back. Bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you bring him I, back. I don't recall any. Bad snaps this year, knock on wood. Uh, maybe a couple low, but I, I don't remember any that were a problem. Uh, and then the other I- exclusive right free agent is Jameer Jones, and he'll be back as a depth guy. Um, maybe. Probably, we need we need depth at outside linebacker. Probably won't make the roster. Yeah. yeah. We, we, yeah. Need, we need to go draft a couple young, just like raw athletes at outside linebacker and see if we can develop them. Yeah, not I like Bradbury, man. He's had a really nice year in Philly. Um, and and it sounds like they're gonna uh go elsewhere with him. So if he's available, I wouldn't I'd kick the tires big time. Um is Casey Kasem uh in the bullpen? Yeah, he is available. <laughs> okay, all right. Casey Kasem, drop on in. Oh shit, that quickly. Oh hell yeah, man. <laughs> <clears throat> Casey's Coast to Coast, American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was January 19th, 1980. Before we get into this week's long-distance dedication, I want you to know that Ryan is doing well. He sought out the professional help I prescribed. I've heard he'll be back next week, but we'll let his practice participation dictate that. Now let's get to this week's letter. We have a new correspondent from Pittsburgh. His name is Ian. Ian writes, Dear Casey, long-time listener, first-time caller, or writer, as it were. Speaking of a long time, this weekend was the first round of the NFL playoffs. Did you know how long it's been since the Steelers made the playoffs or won a playoff game? It's been six years, Casey. Six long years. That's the longest streak in playoff history since the late Franco Harris immaculately caught a deflected pass before it hit the ground and ran into the end zone. Heck, the last time the Steelers won a playoff game, Andrew McCutcheon was still a Pittsburgh Pirate. Now, Andrew McCutcheon is back in Pittsburgh. (laughs) 
while we're bringing back our heroes from 2016, maybe the Penguins can bring back Phil Kessel and the Steelers can bring back Ryan Scarpina's favorite, Antonio Brown. I've heard he's having some Snapchat issues, Casey. Casey, what an asshole that guy that is. But there's reason for hope, Casey. The Steelers announced this week that offensive coordinator Matt Canada, or as I like to call him, Canada Dry, will be back for his third season with the team. You may not know this, Casey, but the Steelers' offense under Matt Canada has only scored 30 points once during his tenure. Casey, did you know that five of the six playoffs teams that won the wildcard weekend scored over 30 points? The only one that didn't win, or I'm sorry, the only one that didn't score 30 or score 30 points was the Cincinnati Bengals. I've been drinking. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, speaking of the Bengals, did you know <laughs> that Sam Hubbard's 98-yard fumble return was the longest in playoff history? If Hubbard really wants to thank somebody, he should thank Nick Harper for his wife stabbing him the night before the playoff game <laughs> against the Steelers. I just want everyone to know in the audience that Ian wrote this letter. I and did we, ex- and we accept all correspondence. <laughs> so please send future letters and hate mail to Steel Dad. Oh, yeah, Casey yeah. Kasem himself will read that letter. <laughs> Casey, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results. Well, bringing back Matt Canada seems like it's going to be the same thing all over again. <laughs> well, Ian, you might just as be as fucked up as Ryan is, so I also <laughs> prescribe the use of professional help. But you couldn't be more right. That's why this week's number 21 song which is also how many points the Steelers will average in 2023. <laughs> we could only be so lucky. Here's Deja Vu by Dion Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> Dion Warwick. Wow. There's one. Thank you, Ryan. So, <laughs> am, I to, uh, am I to understand we had a collaboration this week? We, we, we did. Had yeah. Unbelievable. The and once again, if you're out there listening, please send a letter to steal dad and I will make sure it's I not will, too inappropriate. I will, forward it. <laughs> I will forward it to the American top 40 people. It it started as like, I thought of two jokes that I thought were funny. And Ryan was like, do you just want to like write a whole letter? And I'll just read it. And I was like, yes, I will write a letter. So, so I'm not yes. going to lie. When he was like, I'm going to write the letter. I'm like, Oh fuck. That gives me like an hour of my day back. <laughs> like, I take pride in this shit. Don't kill me with this shit. No, Ryan was awesome. He he let me, uh, you know, great. sit in. So so yes, if any listeners out there would also like to send a letter, please, uh, we we will take off season letters as well. I shouldn't um, speak for Ryan. I don't know. I'm, well, so I'm so, open. You to know it. what? Let's open this up, Steel Dad. I mean, I got a bottle of wine. Bottle of what? It wait, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, let's open this up for conversation out there. If you're listening. Because I enjoy the Casey Case in Top 40. I'm a music yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I was only thinking of including Casey throughout the playoffs. Yeah, you were going to put him on hiatus for a while. And then maybe special occasions. But if you think Casey should be part of the right. weekly podcast, please put it in the chat or get a hold of us. Let's engage. And if you think Casey should make a weekly appearance, 
I don't mind doing the work. I like it. Okay. And because Casey's on speed now, God bless his ghostly soul. Yeah. I, I can get a hold of him. So if anybody out there listening still, hey, by the way, this is Barefoot. This is a sponsor, but it's like $10 a bottle and it gets you just as drunk as anything else would. So would be. Should we, should we contact the people at Barefoot? Really, we should get Bradshaw Bourbon. I've been trying, Ian. <laughs> I've been trying, believe it or not. Big Ben's Burner, next stupid question, Ryan. They want this weekly. Well, they, God, hey, they, if you, if, if, if you can do it, then do it. You yeah. do not want to let down the public. And speaking of engagement, girls drinking wind, warm beer, our, if our bars. fans send Sorry, us letters like Casey Kasem's fans. No, I said if, if our fans want to send letters like Casey Kasem's fans send him letters, then you know that helps everyone. <laughs> Can only imagine what my inbox would look like. Holy you know what shit. I love about Big Ben, Big Ben's burner? Every time I think I know how like the age range he is, I, he fucking surprises me. Like, how old like did you think he is? I love don't... that stuff. I don't yeah. even like America Top Forty ended at a certain period. Of time. I think he meant the barefoot wine. I bet you. I bet she's around our Ben and my age. He probably later on on his bed talking That's on the phone, listening, Land, listening to Van Halen on cassette tape. No, I'm I'm pretty sure Ben's burner is like mine and Ryan's age. Oh, is he? Well, good for him. Good young guy. That's, that's my so, guess. how did his high school girlfriend love American Top Four? No, no, no. He loves. No, he's on. talking about barefoot wine. Oh man. my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, thinking music. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Same here, Ryan. I was <laughs> rambling on about American Top Forty. I'm sitting here thinking, like, how does she know about fucking Jungle Land and the wildness? <laughs> East Street Shuffle. What's happening right now? God damn. Uh, oh, hey, real quick. What's uh, what's your divisional picks this week? Uh, Ian, uh, let's go. Burner is two decades younger than Steel. That Holy shit. Once again, okay. Ben, right. I so, love you, bro. But if you're going to fucking comment, come on the show, man. <laughs> oh, shit. I miss the show. Listen. And by the way, what guy takes that long to pack? I'm sorry. I know I'm being that guy. I can pack a suitcase in like three and a half minutes. You know, you're going to Ben. You're going to Cabo. Sammy Hagar is there permanently. Okay, right. He likes poblano peppers. He has his own tequila. Yeah, he never wears anything other than man sand mandals. I mean, (laughs) well, let's not forget though, right? Ben's Ben's got to pack his full like Portland attire, right? He's got to get his Crocs. He's got to get, uh, you know, his his uh, ripped up cargo shorts, ripped up cargo shorts. Yeah, um, but no, Ben no, just admitted also... publicly he's doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. He skipped the show to do laundry. I thought I was bad. No, no, but he's also got to get like you know his his. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. No, um, uh, no, he, he's got to he's got to get like a, a you know like a like a plaid kind of um, you know a, an yeah, Eddie Vedder flannel, yeah, flannel, yeah, plaid ben, flannel. Yeah. Yeah. Ben shows up to Cabo in a long sleeve red and black flannel, black jean shorts, and high engineer boots. <laughs> Rocket out to even flow, and everybody on the resort is like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. Oh shit. He's got to look like you, a man. lumberjack. I'm just with you. You fuck oh, with him all it. the time. You deserve it back. No, 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 no. George is like Jimmy Buffett. No, no, no. I'd be like Jimmy Buffett of the the Great Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
All right, Ian, who you got in the uh, divisionals this week? You got uh, uh, all gi- right. Giants, Eagles. Uh, Giants, Eagles. Uh, I'll, oh, gosh. Um, I'll, I'll take the Eagles. Um, okay. You know, I think they're just better all around than the Giants got are. Um, although, that being said, you know, I think there's some proof that some head coaches are made good by the quarterbacks they have. Some head coaches can make quarterbacks better. And Brian Dable's done a heck of a job uh, with Daniel Jones in New York. Um, But yeah, I think, I think the Eagles pull that one out. Um, I like, Oh gosh. Chiefs Jaguars. Well, I was going to go with the other NFC game. Um, Niners Cowboys. Yeah. I'll go with the Niners. Although, I think the Cowboys are probably a better defense than what Brock Purdy's faced so far. And at some point that dude's got to come back down to earth. You so, think? Um, yeah, but I, I think the the Niners are just so good on defense and have such a good all-around team. And Purdy gets the ball out fast. And, like, they got Christian McCaffrey and they got Debo Samuel and they got Brandon Ayuk. Like, the 49ers have a passing game set up for, like, let's throw the ball to our receivers and let them run forever, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'll go Eagles, 49ers, Bills, and Chiefs. Eagles, mostly, mostly, okay. Mostly right. chalk selections here, yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got, Scarps? Although I wouldn't be surprised to see the stupid bungles. Um, mm-hmm. So the first game on Saturday is uh, Jaguars-Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, I got the Chiefs prevailing late, but it's going to be closer oh. than people think. Oh. Uh, I ultimately think it's going to be a 10-point game, okay. but it's going to be closer for longer. And then that night, same thing. I think the Eagles are going to be hovering. That's a divisional matchup. Yep. And the Eagles eventually prevail by like nine or 10. Okay. Um, so you got the Eagles winning outright, Chiefs winning outright, of course. Um, and then on Sunday, Sunday is the dog. Sunday, day. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday right. is the dog day. Yep. And I know you hate it. I know you hate it because he plays for the Bengals, but I got the Athens, Ohio connections here and I feel it in my veins and I feel Joseph Burrow fucking rising to the occasion. And just when you count him out, because he has some offensive linemen down, he pulls a 34 to 31 victory Uh, in Orchard Park, New York. Jesus, Scarps has been watching pro wrestling again. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> That's a terrible Macho Man impression. But the point is, yeah, I got the Bengals upsetting the Bills, okay, or thirty-one, and then well, let me tell you something, brother. I got the Cowboys hanging close with the 49ers. and dare I say it? Dare I say it? You got five Super Bowls each. Yep. Which yep. one's closer to the sixth Super Bowl to tie the Steelers and Patriots? I got the Greenfield native himself, Mike McCarthy, coming through 27-24 Cowboys. Dog Day Sunday. I'll uh I'll make it oh, very shit. quick. Burger used to really like me. God I got man. man, I got I got Niners winning. I got Bengals upsetting the Bills. I got the Giants upsetting the Eagles. I don't think that I don't think Jalen Hurts is that healthy. I think he's still banged up. And I'll take the Chiefs in a route. That those are my picks. Right there. Book it. Get to DraftKings right now. Use promo code TPPN. Get your picks in. We've already laid it out for you. Pick and choose wisely. It's all done. You don't need the casinos. We, we, we told you. Uh, all right. Next week, I think we'll have a show. Hopefully, Ben's back. 
Um, I don't know. Could still be on vacation. Maybe not. But uh, if their kicker shows up, ooh, oh. Jennifer, that's funny. Uh, I think they signed another kicker. They're going to have two kickers on the roster this week. You know what was correctly. brutal? You are right, though. When you score 27, you have to kick two field goals. Yeah. Yeah. What you know you? what was brutal was the, the over-under on that Cowboys-Bucks game was like 45, and he missed like four extra points. Right. And, but, yet, and it, but yet I'm the asshole for saying it's rigged. Half, yeah. It was, yeah. it was 45 and a half, and it was 31 to 14. Right. So right. It, it was under by a half a point, and he missed, what, four extra points? Like, that's just yeah. that's brutal. Brutal. This is why, yeah, this is why I don't gamble. No, because, hey, man, I'm telling you, the sports books are so damn good at what they do. They, they just are. There's yeah. nothing else to be said. Uh, anyway, we're going to close up shop for tonight. Um, man, we've done almost 90 minutes. That's fantastic. And um, anyway, make sure you check out the site, SteelCityBlitz.com, and uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and shit everywhere else i guess too thanks everyone Uh, who hung out with us tonight we appreciate always always appreciate everybody that hangs out with us on here we have a blast we love the comments we love interacting with you guys um and we just love that you give two shits what we have to say uh about the steelers so with all that said have a wonderful week everybody enjoy the playoffs and go steelers and hey the ravens suck ass and i hope lamar goes somewhere else that'll be hilarious Oh, he is.